0: phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash speaks. That's betterhelp.com slash music speaks for 10% off your first month. And thank you again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode.
1: At checkout for 10% off your order.
0: That's right, James. Go to BonesCoffee.com to kickstart your new coffee addiction and use the code MUSICSPEAKS for 10% off today.
1: Like many of you, we've had a depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing
0: that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face.
1: Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music,
0: interview bands,
1: break down genres,
0: Review band biographies and more. This is the When Words Fail
1: Music Speaks podcast
0: with Blake Mosley and James Cox.
1: Like many of you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the
0: one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face.
1: Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music.
0: Interview bands,
1: breakdown genres,
0: review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox.
1: Hey, it's me, it's me, it's J-A-C, and welcome back to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast, where we fight depression with the power of music. I'm your professional handicapped host, James Cox, and no, this needed to hire me, Blake. I don't know what's going on, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I guess. Well, obviously, I guess obviously it's my fault because you I, you're still here. Hey, still. I I guess it's my here. fault because I never went to uh, the the head of the thing and say, Hey, I can do Scooter's voice. Here I am.
0: You didn't talk to the right guys. I, I didn't.
1: I didn't. It's my bad. It's my. Uh, but who are you? Because I know we're here talking to you. And, well,
0: it's me. Hi, I'm the Brosly. It's me. Ha. <laughs> I <laughs> so, sorry um I'm commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room but only when I'm playing the drums I'm your endless source of useless music knowledge uh, my name's Blake Merse- blaton Blake Mersley Blake Murley. Mosley aka Brosley aka emo Bemo um and I saw the opportunity to make a Taylor Swift reference and I executed it did not go over well I apologize we just lost like, Twenty listeners, right there. They were just like, "Nope."
1: We done. did. They're like, "Nope." You can't, 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 can't. Sorry, Taylor.
0: Uh, anyway, it is me. Hi. It's you. I'm the Brosley. It's me, um, James. I I'm really excited for us to get into <clears throat> our uh, our topic for today because I realized <laughs> that I started making notes to do this episode. In 2021, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's we're halfway through 2023. We're finally doing it. So.
1: But before we do that, I am back from Disney, everybody. <laughs> Woo! So congratulations to me. I will. I'll probably not go again unless Rosalie asks me to go with him. Or oh, I'd love in like that. in like ten years from now because that is
0: expensive. It is a and, very expensive trip. And let uh, me tell you
1: what we did. Let me tell you what. Yeah, we did. Yeah, tell first. me, man. Uh, so when we found out that. The, Main course meals are thirty six a pop. There, we decided yeah. to go off, off uh campus, off Disney Resort, and yeah. go to this Highway one hundred three. I think one ninety three, one hundred three. I don't know, and and get dinner there because that's that's the regular, you know, um, prices. Everybody getting bored, you know. right. And then in the in the park, we decided to uh, uh, compare and contrast prices. Mm-hmm. Well, we right. found one, and that and was $36, but we decided to go to, um, and, and you pointed us out perfectly, Casey's, Hot yes. Dogs and hot dogs and uh, Hamburgers or whatever, Yeah, we went there 15 bucks, and we're like, let's do that. Boom.
0: Yep. Casey's is like- Love that place.
1: They have the biggest, I, I, I think they're bratwurst instead of the hot dogs, right? They, they, do have,
0: they do have some bratwurst too, but yeah, their hot dogs are crazy yeah. big. I love it. Um and some of the best French fries that I've ever had yeah. Yeah. anywhere.
1: So my favorite ride there has got to yeah. be. Okay, so we rode all of, all of the Star Wars rides. Yeah, Smuggler's Run, um, Star Tours, everything, right? Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing of, the, of that place has got to be now because I never rode it before. It's uh, the Tower of Terror. Ooh yeah, that is a good you, one. I love it. You okay? So okay, so you did not tell me that that it. Like as you're falling, it lifts you up out of your seat and then you fall dead because that's, that's when people yeah. I had I was freaking out, bro. <laughs> I was like so what? What,
0: I, what I love about the Tower of Terror, first off, the theming is that's, incredible. That's, I love the like throwback yeah. theme. It feels like you literally stepped into an episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, you're right. So right. well done. Yeah. Um they have replaced the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. At Disneyland, it is now a Guardians of the <clears throat> Galaxy drop ride. Right. And yeah. honestly, I'm glad that we still have um, the Tower of Terror here at uh, or here. Uh, we, we always see here in, over here the Florida but, uh, world, in the yeah. East Coast, but in Florida, yeah, at, at Disney World. But um, I love the theming of that ride. Uh, the ride itself is great. It's a great th- uh, thrill ride, but it's not your typical, uh, you know, drop type of ride like they don't just they don't drop you they actually pull you down like i watched uh there's there's all kind of specials on youtube and uh disney plus uh, you know behind the scenes about all these kind of things and they talk about like how the imagineers designed it and it really doesn't drop you they pull you down so they pull you down So you're actually you're actually going faster than if you were to be dropped, right? Because um, I guess if
1: you we were dropped, you would go kind of slower than what you. Okay. It would be
0: a little bit slower, right? Mm-hmm. So they pull you down, and then they shoot you back up, and then they pull you back down, and they shoot you back up, and it's just over and over and over again. It's so fun. It's like little ones, and then you're back up, and then you drop real big, and then you go back up, and right. it's just oh man, I love it. So love for it.
1: people who haven't rode that ride yet at all, it's it's kind of freaky, <laughs> freaky because uh. They, they they pull you now. They pull you because yeah. I learned that today. Thank you, Bradley. Uh You're They welcome. pull you down from twelve stories, I guess. And when you get to the twelve story, you'll see the character the outlooks the actual world yes. instead of like what they have you know? Because when because yeah. when when they take you all the way up, top, you you don't realize how how high that is. Right. Like you see all the people walking around and just going. I'm like, okay, what well, this is? Yes sir. Uh, and then and then you pull with all <laughs> that. Oh my god! You know, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, man. Yeah, but I I do like the story before they they actually pull you down. Yeah. You know, because ghosts are coming at you and you're like, oh my god, and then they yeah. bring you up and you're like, okay, my god, you know. And, and there then is down a down and everything. If,
0: so. if you are, uh, you know, a, a, a person like me who loves like nineties nostalgia, it, yeah. um, they're one of the first ever Disney channel original movies was a tower of terror, uh, movie. Um, and it stars a very young Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it is great and I love it. And I remember, I remember <clears> loving it as a kid, um, but it is not on Disney+. Plus. The okay. only place that I have been able to find it is YouTube. Someone has uploaded the movie on YouTube. So mm-hmm. do yourself a favor. Please go watch it. It is just, it's incredible. Um, and uh, the theming just fits so perfectly. It came out around the same time that the ride was coming out in the 90s. So it's just, uh, everything about it is just, it's right. great. That That is one of my favorite rides um, at Disney World. So I'm glad then- that you... It got to experience that.
1: I love, it. I love because, because uh, yeah. uh, we we got the lightning lane pass when we just got running. Yeah, we did that for all, all raids. Right. But uh, my second favorite ride was um the Honey mansion. That's great. Ooh, yes, and I acted just like I did when I was like two years old. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is it. Okay, well, you know, yeah, I, I, I was, it. I was not phased I don't know why my sister was was crying and screaming at the age of four, but <laughs> uh, that's you know, that's <laughs> her time, you know, so.
0: It's a great, it's a great ride. I love it. Yeah, it's not, it's not a thrill ride by any means, but there's just, there's something about, uh, the tower, ta- the, um, or, um, Haunted Mansion uh, yeah, that Haunted, I just yeah. absolutely love. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I can ride it. I guess that's the road feeling
1: road. of yeah. getting, getting to the ride. Yeah. Cause everything builds up before you get on the ride and that, and that, right. that was like, it wasn't scary, but that was the most nerve wracking cause it like, well, what's going to happen now, you know? Yeah, you know, because because they uh, yeah, and my ultimate favorite thing at the, at the uh, at the park, Disney World park, is uh it's Avatar, the ride. The yeah, oh the, my um, god, I, dude, I could ride it yeah, forever.
0: That, I love it, man.
1: I want one of those at home.
0: Yeah, I would also me, would like, love
1: that. It'll take me it's, like four billion dollars to make. So, but you know. but I don't it's care. It's so
0: fun. And, I love that whole uh, the whole like Pandora design yeah. that they have it, and Camel it feels. feels-
1: And it feels like you're on like one of the uh, one of the animal the the flying birds or whatever you're on. Yeah, the uh,
0: banshees. Yeah, because
1: because at the bottom of your feet, it feels like they're actually fluttering. You know, right? It feels like it's like
0: breathing. Yeah, uh, like between your legs. Yeah, Mm. I love that.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Uh,
0: From what I've heard, uh, Disneyland is going to have something similar to what Disney World has. Um, with the Avatar ride, mm. but it's going to be Avengers themed. Ah, so, so kind of like a similar us. like three D dome type right. of thing, very immersive experience. So, oh, we didn't um, get
1: we 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 had no uh, we had no opportunity to go to get on the Guardians Run. Yeah, because it's it's usually packed out. Still... I figured
0: Dad and Tron would probably be.
1: Wait, I don't think we have ever. That. I don't think we ever like saw where the Tron was, but then again we weren't. Yeah, Tron is actively uh,
0: looking. it's right next to um right next to Space Mountain.
1: Okay. Um, yep.
0: So, I remember when <laughs> when Ali and I got married and we went to Disney World on our honeymoon.
1: Oh, nice. They had just
0: started building the Tron ride. Got it. Um it was, you know, estimated to be completed by, you know, 2020. Yeah. We all know what happened in 2020, so that that didn't go down. So we ha- every time that we have been back, we have seen Tron just progress and yeah. like they're like, okay, it's it's. I right, know. Going to get I closer know, to doing it.
1: I know that our boy Travis um wrote Tron. Went. Yeah, he the was there the hard same hard time business. you were. Yep, I, yep. I, think I, I, to, I, I think I went to I think I went the week after he came back. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I, you I, guys were yeah. there
0: like the same time. He wrote it. He said it was great. I yeah. can't wait to get back to Disney to ride it. Um, I I've I've watched it. <laughs> get, you know, built from the ground up yeah. and still haven't had a chance to ride it. So maybe one day.
1: There we go. There we go. Uh, so let's, let's let's talk about uh, old T-Swift here oh, uh, for a while. Because yeah, let's... Is, uh, so okay, so well, before we... Yeah. Explain to me... Continue, hold on. Explain yeah. to me why did you start on... And, and what, what did you say, 2020? You started these notes? I started these notes in 2021. Oh, we t- okay. had an
0: idea to do like a two-parter right. on... Taylor Swift, main reason being because she was starting to um, re-release some of her albums after a huge like dispute with the record label that she had. Um, and I thought that was so admirable. And you see it more and more now with, with bands re-recording their albums, re-releasing them so that they can get full rights and royalties right. and they don't have to worry about the record label stealing money from them like they do. Um, so it was just, it was something, you know, we started doing, that was the idea behind it. Just did not have time to finish that at all. And then honestly, I'm glad we didn't because I feel like there's been so much more that has happened since then. She's put out great music since then. Um, and I, yeah, I'm glad that it it didn't work out that way. And it's been almost a year and a half since I started those notes and now we're finally doing it. Right. Um, but I, I, it, as we, as we talk about with a lot of, uh, subjects and a lot of songs and bands on the show, you know, we don't believe in guilty pleasures. Um, and for a while there, Taylor Swift was a guilty pleasure for me. I really liked her music. Right. But if you, you know, spend your days walking around and, you know, uh, uh, Slipknot T-shirts, and and you tell somebody that you like Taylor Swift, you're gonna get like you know, uh, you suck, uh, man. Uh, Why you yeah, listening like, to crap? It, right. It's mm-hmm. it's so especially you know over ten years ago, like it it was still important to stick with whatever genre that you like committed yourself to, right? Yeah. So as time went on, and I realized when it comes to music that you really. Can just enjoy anything you want to and like screw everybody else who says that you can't do that. Um, so I don't believe in guilty pleasures. I'm here declaring it today that I really like Taylor Swift, I like a lot of her music and I have for a really long time. Um, so, so just you know, just been really interested to dive into her life and her career. And, um, yeah,
1: so let me ask you this before we get on because I know yeah. this is going to pop up in part two. Uh huh. Would you spend the six no. seven thousand dollars this year I would not. I think. Um, I Okay, uh, so I I I know we're gonna dive deep in that and that something yeah. later on, but but I think it's it's Ticketmaster really did that. Did not hear right because 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 artists sucks. don't don't price their prices right. If yeah, actual. the artists have no control over okay. that. It
0: is a hundred percent. Ticketmaster, who is there's all Ticket, kind of. But, one day we're gonna do an episode just on Ticketmaster yeah, cause how much.
1: Yeah, because yeah. they're working with, with with Live Nation and those two conglomerates mm-hmm. are not, you know. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. and here's the problem: is uh, they know that there are people out there who are obsessed enough mm-hmm. who will pay that, so right. they're gonna do it. Actually, um, my um,
1: my uh, my niece is going with her with her dad. You know, my um. My, my sister's husband, I don't know what to go, uh-huh. but he did not spend that uh, half yeah. of that much. He spent a regular amount. So,
0: right. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend who, um, just pretty recently saw Taylor Swift, uh, kind of like the, during the kickoff of the Eros tour,
1: yeah.
0: um, and in Vegas and, uh, uh, you know, she paid a lot of money, um, for her ticket, but it was not thousands of dollars. Like some of these people are paying, right. um, and you know, it's it wasn't the best seats in the house, but like still, like yeah. you know, getting a chance to see her live would be great. But I'm not willing to drop that kind of coin. No. I can't even drop $200 on Blink 182 tickets. Uh, and
1: you <clears> know, two, like $200 to see your favorite I, I I can see why you won't do that because I spent $200 on on Post Malone. Yeah, and he was like the size of like an ant, right? You know, right, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not doing that again. So. <laughs> The post, I love you, but I'm not going to see you again, if, you know. <laughs> well, I have
0: a I have a question for you, and this is coming from someone who has been an avid country music fan for a long time. What was your initial thoughts on Taylor Swift whenever she first came out? It was kind of blowing up in the country music scene, because as we all know, and as we'll get into, um, you know, she really got her start in country right, radio, yeah. so...
1: To be honest with you, I didn't know she was a country artist because the first time I heard of her, oh, um, uh-huh. she was singing one of her big, big, big pop song, pop, yeah. pop songs. When she transferred yeah. over, I yeah. had no idea that she was a country singer at first. Mm, okay, so, how about you?
0: I yeah. So I remember, I remember when I first heard our song.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: way back when, um, you know, whenever that album came out, and it was. Uh, I I was in high school, so I remember her coming onto the scene, and uh, like we see a lot of times with with uh, any genre, really, but um, especially country. There is there is a formula to country music. Oh yeah, um, and what is popular, whether you are a female country artist or you are a male country artist, or you're a male or female pop country group or whatever you want to call it. There's there's a formula. So at first, first glance. I was like, okay, here's another country singer. I didn't like country, um, at the time. Yeah, not were, that kind of country. You were least. in
1: the and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I, right. So like yeah, I, right. again,
0: yeah. not not really into that. Not going to enter, even entertain it. But I knew the song because it was everywhere. Right. Um, and then you know, but as time went on, especially whenever her you know next couple of albums came out, she started making this crossover into pop music. And then you couldn't escape her. She oh, was everywhere. So right. you, were, she was on the country s- station. She was on the pop station.
1: Everything, yeah. And
0: yeah, she was everywhere. And rightfully so, because she is one of these artists that has successfully crossed over into another genre and did it well, but also managed to um, stay true to her roots mm-hmm. in, in some fashion. Right. Some people say, absolutely not. I can still hear some of those roots in even her newer music. So... Um, that is to be heavily debated. Yeah. Um, now, I would not call myself a Swifty. Now, no, mind you, no. Swifties are a little more on the obsessive side. I would not say I'm that. I'm more of a casual fan, but I do really like a lot of her music and we'll kind of get into oh, that I agree. as we yeah, talk about it. Because so.
1: there's one song that I really like, but I think we're going to talk about it later also, so I'm we'll like going to there. tell you all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, get there, we'll one. get there, yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's kick it off. You uh, you want me to kick this one off here? Sure, Good, sir. Yeah. All right. Taylor Allison Swift. Which, by the way, I want to point out that she kept her original name. She didn't come up with a stage name or anything. Good. That is her name, Taylor Allison Swift. So, born just go ahead. Sorry. So
1: now that now that she's okay. So so I know that when you sign with a company or record label, they own everything. Does anybody own do. the name Taylor Allison I hope Swift? she owns it. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: I surely hope so. Because there's
1: been many, many, many debates about that, you know?
0: Could be. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, um, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Let's see. So, born December 13th, 1989. Um, she is an American singer-songwriter. Her discography spans genres, uh, and her narrative songwriting, which is often inspired by her personal life, has received widespread media coverage and critical praise Uh, Born in West Reading, uh, Pennsylvania, Um, Swift relocated to Nashville, Tennessee uh, at the age of 14 to pursue a career in country music. Um, She signed a songwriting deal with uh, Sony slash ATV Music um, uh, Publishing in 2004 and a recording deal with Big Machine Records in 2005 and released her breakout debut studio album in 2006. Um, having sold over 200 million records worldwide, Swift is one of the best-selling music artists of all time. Her accolades include 11 Grammy awards, including three three Album of the Year awards, um, an Emmy, um, 12 Country Music Association awards, 25 Billboard Music awards, uh, which is the most wins for a female artist, by the way. 32 American Music Awards, the most win for an artist at all. Um, and forty nine Guinness World Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she uh, featured on Rolling Stone's one hundred greatest songwriters of all time back in twenty fifteen. Uh, placed eight on Billboard's greatest of uh, greatest of all time artists list uh, in twenty nineteen, and appeared multiple times on power rankings such as uh, the Time, um, such as Time uh, one hundred and Forbes uh, C- Celebrity one hundred, named woman of the of. Excuse me, woman of the 2010s decade by Billboard and artist of the 2010s decade by the American Music Awards. Swift has been recognized uh, for her advocacy of artist rights, as we'll get into, um, and women's empowerment in the music industry. So no denying it. You can't you can't have a career like Taylor Swift and not rack up on all these awards. And I feel like they're very, very well-deserved. Um, she's a very talented person who still has a very strong um, presence when it comes to writing her songs. She's not one of these artists that just has like a team of people build her music and then they just kind of use her as a puppet to sell money you know, or to sell sell That's, records and get a lot of money. You there's know,
1: There's a lot of conspiracy about that
0: though. Uh, yeah. Uh, with some artists. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Taylor Swift is a very genuine um, person when it comes to her songwriting and, and, you know, we'll talk about her personal life here and there. But, you know, art imitates life, and life imitates yeah. art, right? So, um, she's been through some, I know people always give her crap about, like, who she's dating and the breakup, and like, oh, she broke up with so-and-so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we're gonna have another album here soon. <laughs> like, but, but is that not, like, the healthy way to approach it? I mean, like, what's wrong with that? And then, if you can write a bunch of songs that, yeah, they might be sad... But they relate to somebody, and when words fail, music speaks. So maybe they need to hear their music. Uh, that 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 might need to bum up. Like, why don't I, why don't I just stay in my feels for a little bit? Why don't I just stay bummed out because this is how I feel and it's okay to feel this way? And uh, just kind of get lost in the song, and then maybe the next song that comes along, maybe a little bit more uplifting. Like mm. you, you don't know, and you know, get, leave her, leave her alone. That's all. That's what I'm saying. Leave her alone about who she's dating, and the breakup songs, okay?
1: You have heard it right here first. Leave her yeah, alone. Anyway, continue. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, <laughs> so, so let's talk about her early life. So as Bros Lee emo, just said, Taylor Allison Swift was born on December 13th. That's the day that my dad was born on December 13th. Hey,
0: how about that?
1: But he's a, he was born in forty five or something. I don't know. So he old. shares
0: a birthday with Taylor Swift.
1: Yeah, which is great, you know. Amazing. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, born in nineteen eighty nine, uh, in West Reading, Pennsylvania. Her father, Scott Kinley Swift, is a former stockbroker in Merrill Lynch, and her mother, Andrea, uh, Andrea, okay, Andrea, Andrea Gardner Swift. Mm-hmm. Um is a former homemaker yeah. who previously worked as at a mutual fund marketing executive. At the age of nine, Swift became interested in musical theater and performed in in four Burke's Youth Theater Academy productions. Uh, she also traveled regularly to New York City to for vocals and acting lessons. Uh, Swift later Swift. Later shifted. I almost said Swifted, but it's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she Swifted her way. Uh, Swift later shifted. Uh-huh. her yeah. focus towards country music, though, inspired by Shania Twain, which is um, uh, like, of course the, the, right like one of the queens. Okay. Um, which made her yeah, which made her want uh, quotations want to run around the block four times a day and daydream about everything. <laughs> she said. She I also
0: week- get the same the similar feeling whenever <laughs> I listen to Shania. Right, we all do. Let's go, girls.
1: <laughs> yeah, run around and they just stage him all day, right? <laughs> so uh she spent weekends uh performing at local festivals and events just like you do, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. so you're on the way, man. You know, um, you'll be, I'm almost there. You'll be the, the Taylor Swift melee version later on in life. <laughs> and you're taking me you with you. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Uh, after so, watching, huh?
0: yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Okay. After watching the documentary about Faith Hill, uh, Swift felt she felt sure she needed to move to Nashville, Tennessee, um, and to pursue to pursue a career in music. She traveled with her mother at age eleven to visit Nashville record labels and submitted demo tapes of Dolly Parton and the Chicks. Uh, Carrie really Cover. That's Dixie Chicks for people who. Dixie Chicks, yeah. They're yeah. they're now named um, the
0: Chicks. The Chicks,
1: uh. But she was rejected, however, uh, because everyone in that town wanted to do what I wanted to do. So I kept thinking to myself, as she says, "I need to figure out some uh, out a way to be different." Yeah. Uh. So when she was twelve years old, um, a computer became re- a repairman. And the local musician Ronnie Kramer taught really? her how to play yeah. the guitar. So, yeah.
0: and then it's all like downhill—not downhill. Not downhill. Down, it's no, all—it's—it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not downhill from there. <laughs> That's where it all began. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes. So, uh, so the song "Kiss Me" by Sixpence None and the Richer uh, was the first song Taylor Swift learned how to play on the guitar. Be a great song to be, you know, one of the. First oh, yes. Yeah. Um, K- K- Kramer Kramer helped her um, with her first efforts as a songwriter, leading to her song, Lucky You. In, twi- in 2003, uh, Swift and her parents started working with New York-based talent manager Dan Dimtrow. Dan Dimtrow, I think Dim-trial. is how you pronounce it. Yeah, Dimtrow, mm-hmm. maybe. With his help, though, Swift modeled an- for Avocami and Finch, as part of the Rising Stars campaign, um, had an original song included in, on the Maybelline compilation CD and attended meetings with major record labels. After performing original songs at the RCA Records showcase, Swift, then 13 years old, was given a, an artist developmental deal and began making frequent trips to Nashville uh, with her mom. Uh, to help Swift enter to country music scenes, her father transferred to Merrill Lynch Nashville office when she was 14 years old and the family re- relocated in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Uh, Swift initially attended Hendersonville High School uh, before transferring to the Aaron Academy after two years, which better suited her touring schedule through homeschooling. Uh, she graded she graduated one year early than what she was supposed to. Yeah. I guess. yeah.
0: Nice. So, yeah. Um, which, by the way, I looked it up um, when you talked about her modeling for Abercrombie and Fitch, like yeah. before she was popular. That's actually happened several times with different uh, celebrities. Right. Um, I just found an article. I just looked it up. Taylor Swift was one of them. Um, and how appropriate. Now, mind you, this is before her music career, like oh, yeah. even took off. Yeah. Right. Huh? So this is like 2003, I think 2004 is what we said. Um, she has a guitar and she has a a like handkerchief and she's like wiping her, uh, her wiping her like tears away mm-hmm. would later on go write a song uh, entitled Teardrops on My Guitar. Anyway, um, but
1: <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> <Fits>. Lawrence <laughs> is also
0: yeah. like a former Abercrombie model um, before she got famous. And then Emma Roberts. Nice. Um. Too. So, all of them got their start, I guess, in some to some degree in Abercrombie and Fitch. So,
1: nice.
0: I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Uh
1: ah.
0: Um. As LFO once said. Um. So. Uh. And I guess that's right here too, because I I do like Taylor Swift. Anyway. Um. So we're gonna jump into kind of like the start of her career, right? Because every good musician knows the place you got to move to get your get your career started. Nashville, ah. Tennessee, baby. Yes.
1: If you're a country yeah. artist. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know Really heard, anybody. Get like it. yeah. yeah it,
0: you go to Nashville to just to get exposure. It seems right. like it always works. But
1: maybe I should move to um, Nashville.
0: Nashville. So yeah, maybe we should. Where do you move to get your podcast off the ground? Huh? Nashville. That's what I want to know. If, if it's a music Nashville. podcast, Nashville. What let's try it. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh let's see. In Nashville, Swift worked with uh experienced music row songwriters such as Troy Verges. Uh, Brett Beavers, Brett James, uh, Mac McCannily, uh, and the Warren Brothers, and formed a lasting working relationship with R- Liz Rose. Um, they began meeting for two-hour writing sessions every Tuesday afternoon after school. Uh, Rose thought that the sessions were, quote, some of the easiest that I've ever done. Basically, I was just her editor. She'd write about what happened in school that day. She had, a, uh, she had a, such a clear vision um, that she was trying to say, and she'd come in with the most incredible hooks. Uh, Swift became the youngest artist signed by Sony slash ATV Tree Publishing House, um, but left the Sony-owned RCA Records at the age of 14 due to the label's lack of care and them, quote, cutting other people's stuff. Hey, it started way back when she was 14, right? Yeah. And it's still going on to this day. What a shame.
1: Right.
0: Um, She was also concerned that uh, development deals may shelve artists uh, and recalled, quote, I genuinely felt that I was running out of time. I wanted to capture these years of my life on an album while they were still represented while they still represented what I was going through, unquote. So, yeah, that 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 shows you right there. She cares about the music and she wants to make it authentic. And that I think that is what the appeal to me is, is there's some authenticity that comes with some of her early music. And I feel like, you know, especially now. Um, but there, there was a little bit of a, of a period where I kind of got tired of her music and was like, okay, she's gone full blown pop, and I just I cannot get into this. Like, it, this does not appeal to me anymore. But there is there's a sense of wanting to make it genuine, and I, I think that's great. That's very very admirable. Um, so yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, okay, at an industry showcase at Nashville Blueberry Cafe in 2005. Uh, Swift caught the attention of Scott Borchetta. Did I say that right? Yeah. A, a Dreamwork record executive who was preparing to form an independent record label, Big Machine Records. Ooh. Um, she had first met Borchetta in 2004. She was one of Big Machine's first signings. Her father purchased a 3% stake in the company for estimated... One hundred and twenty thousand dollars, which is a good deal. Because I mean, mm-hmm. with, if I mean, if you're in a yeah, you know, um, like a partner with a new company, you know, nothing but yeah. a skyrocket. You know, maybe I don't know. Right. Um, she began on working in famous uh, debut album with her producer Nathan Chapman, uh, which whom with whom she had felt had the right chemistry. Uh, Swift wrote three of the album's songs alone and co-wrote remaining eight with Rose Bro, uh, Robert Ellis oral um uh, Ryan Marr and Angelo pan Petra petroglia petroglia yep <laughs> that's it that's no doubt about it yes so Taylor Swift released on uh was released on October 24. 2006. Country Weekly critic Chris Neal deemed Swift better than previous aspiring teenagers, teenage country singers because of her honesty, intelligence, and idealism. The album picked at number five on the Billboard uh, US 200, where it spent 157 weeks, the longest stay on on the chart by any release in the US, in the 2000s, decades, it made the first female country, um, it made Swift, the first female country artist to write or co-write every track on the U.S. Platinum Certified Debut Album. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that's I just looked deal. it up,
0: too, because I was like, it said October of 2006, and I was like, man, there is also there's another monumental album that was released in October of 2006, and uh, I wanted to see if it was on the same day. The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance oh. was released on October 20th of 2006, so a mere before. four days. Yeah. One of the best albums in history, some would call it the uh, the Sergeant Pepper's uh, for emo kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, it was released four days but before Taylor Swift
1: released her debut album. That's nice. amazing. Yeah. So Big Machine Records was still uh, during its during its June twenty oh six a release of the lead single. I'm I'm McGraw. Tim, I'm Tim McGraw. I'm Tim McGraw. <laughs> I'm Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw is the is the thing, uh, which is a great artist too. Um, yeah. So, it's Swift and her mother helped promote uh, by sending copies of the single of the CD single to country radio stations. As there were not enough furniture and at uh, the label yet, um, they would sit on the floor to do so. Jeez, uh, well, you gotta start somewhere, man. You know. That's right. See, <laughs> um, so she, she spent much of 2006 promoting Taylor Swift with a radio tour, television appearances. And she opened for Rascal Flats on her slick uh, dates during the 2006 tour as a replacement for Eric Church. Wow. Uh, Bor- Borchetta uh, said that although uh, record I- record industry peers initially disproved of designing a 15 year old singer songwriter, uh, Swift tapped into a previously unknown market. Uh, teenage girls who listened to country music, which is I mean, country music is listened by like almost everybody. I, yeah, you know, I don't especially
0: know. down here. Like, but yeah, it's, it's Taylor solid. Swift was everywhere when it came to country music. Um, especially where we grew up, where country music is very, very popular. There's about a thousand country music stations on the radio. Yes. Um, and I do remember the uh, Taylor Swift like pandemonium
1: yeah.
0: uh, around that time. Um, from uh. It it was like, it was like girls that I went to school with or girls that I was friends with that were around the same age as me were, it was like, that was, that was the dynamic, you know? And, and they like ate it up. Um, and then for someone like me who just appreciates different types of music, like it appealed to me too. Like, Like, no, I'm not like a teenage girl. Uh I'm not relating to what they're saying, but the songs were catchy. Um, and as she would, as I mentioned before, as her career, like, continued and she started just writing songs that, you know, just appeal to everybody because everybody's been through like some form of heartbreak before. Right. So like it was appealing, like you you could understand it, which is also why I really liked emo and like the sad boy, you know, uh, pop punk, like it's, it's sad music because I was a sad person. And that's the only way that I felt like, oh yeah, that's me. I, I didn't know how to say that, how I felt. Right. But that's me. That song describes exactly how I feel. So, right. yeah. yeah, that's that was the appeal to me around
1: and, that time. And I remember looking up, um, you know, because I looked up what is the most listened to genre of all time. I think country music was number three. If you can, yeah. in fact, check me I on, on that would be great. Um, but yeah. if not, that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so following Tim McGraw's Four More Singles, following the song Tim McGraw, because that's the song, correct?
0: That's the song. The song's yep. name, the song title, is Tim McGraw.
1: Also, a, a a country artist too. Also a country
0: artist. Also an incredible actor.
1: Yes, he is. Yes. So, following the song Tim McGraw, uh, four more singles was was released throughout twenty oh seven and twenty oh eight. Tears on My Guitar, which is mentioned by uh, by mm-hmm. The song called Hours Long, Pictures <laughs> to Burn, and Should Have Said No. I think all I. Songs. I think I. All those are great. I, I think I discovered her when she released "Pictures to Burn" because I remember. Yeah. Re- remember yeah. that
0: song. Yeah, our song was the first song that I remember hearing, um, on the radio because it was super catchy. Yeah. Um, and then um, you know, yeah, the rest of them just kind of rolled in. I remember all those songs, right? Yeah, everywhere back then. Yeah.
1: Should I? I think I remember the song "Should I Said No?" I don't know. Should've said no. Should've gone home.
0: Yeah, it's it's catchy. It's just it's just really it's just catchy. You know, uh, I, it appealed to me. Right, I love it. I right. love a catchy song. Get stuck in my head all day long. I'm okay with it.
1: So you can go and daydream about you know. I mean, listen. To it it. <laughs> so <laughs> all um all of the songs appeared on Billboard's Hot Country Songs, with our song and should have said no reaching number one with our. Song, Swift became the youngest first, pers- the youngest person, to single-handedly write a a uh, and sing a number one song on the charts, which is very very Amazing. hard to do when you're yeah. that age. Amazing. Uh, so the song "Teardrops on My Guitar" reached number thirteen on the BUS Billboard Hot 100. Um, Swift so also released two two EPs, the Taylor Swift Holiday Collection. I I imagine that would be released in Christmas time. Yeah, on October 2007 and beautiful eyes, which was released on July 2008.
0: Yeah, and we actually did uh, a cover wars. We did um yeah. for her cover of Last Christmas that she did on that Taylor Swift holiday collection. So
1: I don't remember which one won. I don't know. I think
0: we. I think we picked Pick Taylor. La- I think we picked Taylor Swift. Okay, I, Jimmy Eat World was the other one, and yes, I, yes, I don't yeah. remember picking that one. Uh, I think. I think I really did like Taylor
1: Swift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did a good job. <laughs> um, let's see, where am I? Uh, she promoted her debut album extensively as the opening act for other country musicians tours throughout 26, 2006, and 2007, including George Strait, Brad Paisley, and Tim McGraw, and Faith Hill. Look at that.
0: The gangs all here.
1: Gangs all here. So out of those four, five uh, artists, who would you say it would 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 be your go-to person who listens? George Street, Brad Listen. Paisley, or Tim McGraw, or even Faith Hill.
0: I hate to even like. Yeah. Pick. I hate to even pick, yeah, because it's kind of like those are like the big four, right? Yeah. Like we talk about the big four in metal and stuff. Right. Like, uh, I feel like those are like the big four in. Uh, not like country music as a whole, but like there is a certain like time period of country music, and I feel like those those four were big.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I was not a country fan, so not, I don't yeah. even know like who to pick. Like the country music that I like is so different from like radio country. I feel like, right? Um, you know, like I love like old, um, like outlaw country type of artists. Um, you know, I love Johnny Cash. I love uh, okay. Willie Nelson. Um, and then, as far as newer stuff goes, I like the more alternative type country stuff. That's a little more. Um, it almost feels like emo country, as I like to call it, right. so like Zach Bryan, yeah. Rustin Kelly, uh, you know, guys like that. So,
1: Brian would um, probably have children. to be George Strait just because he's like the man. I mean, I, yeah,
0: and and I know that George Strait is like a legend. So yeah, maybe George, one day we can do an episode on George Strait. George Strait so is like I the can king be of properly country. Properly
1: educated, yeah, but I'm not sure who's the prince of country because he got. Like you got Garth Brooks, which we covered, yeah. and you got Clint Black, Clint. Not not many people we'll talk about Clint Black, but I would love to do a do an episode yeah. of him. Music Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Swift won multiple allocates for Taylor Swift the the album. Um. She was one of the recipients of the Nashville Songwriters Association Songwriter Artist of the Year in 2007, becoming the youngest person to be honored with the title. She also won the Country Music Association Association Horizon Award for Best New Artist, uh, the Academy of the Country Music Awards Top Top New Female Vocal Vocalist, and the American Music Awards Favorite Country Female Artist Honor. Um, she uh, she was also nominated for Best New Artist at the 50th Annual Grammy Awards and 2008 she opens for Rascal Flatts again and they did singer Joe Jonas for 3 months and then it all comes
0: around and then it all
1: comes back around and then we got a song about him but you know, i'm not sure what song that was and
0: yeah, we got a lot of songs because uh. of some of these some of these fellers. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <laughs>
1: but yeah but but Joe Jonas from the Jonas Brothers mm-hmm. Flat, yeah
0: um, all right now let's get into probably like yes the debut album from Taylor Swift was monumental to say the least um but uh we we you know you cannot talk about like her career taking off without talking about fearless um what an amazing album right. so good um so swift's uh second, second uh studio album which by the way another I'm going to point out another thing they talk about the sophomore slump, right? You you do your, your debut album's huge. You do great. Can you follow it up, right? Yeah,
1: yeah that's so a big deal. There are deal, so many people right? who
0: cannot do it. They cannot recreate that lightning in a bottle that they had with that first album. Right. So when, a, when an artist is able to do that, when they're able to put out a second album and completely blow away... Mind you, we just talked about all the awards she got. She's on tour uh doing this and that she's blowing up she's all over the radio she comes out with fearless and then like it's like you forget all about the first album because this one is just so good right, right. <laughs> so which is great yeah. uh swift's second studio album fearless was released on November 11th 2008 um in North America and in March 2009 in other markets uh critics uh, lauded swift's honest and vulnerable songwriting in contrast to other teenage singers um you know Justin Bieber was also very big at this time. So I'm sure that's where that comparison was coming from. Yeah. Uh, So five singles were released in 2008 uh, through 2009, uh, including Love Story, White Horse, uh, You Belong With Me, 15, uh, and Fearless. Uh, Love Story, the lead single, peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one in Australia. Uh, It was the first country song to top Billboard's pop songs chart. Mm -hmm. What a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Um, You Belong With Me was the album's highest-charting single on the Billboard Hot 100, peaking at number two, and was the first country song to top Billboard's all-genre radio songs chart. All five singles were Hot Country Top 10 entries, with Love Story and You Belong, Me- you Belong With Me uh, top in the chart. Uh, Fearless became her number one album on the-, on the Billboard 200 and 2009's top-selling album in the U.S. Uh, and then after that, the Fearless tour, uh, Swift's first headlining concert tour grossed over sixty-three million dollars. Mm. A uh, journey to fearless, a three-part documentary min- miniseries, aired on the tele aired on television, excuse me, uh, and was later released on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, Swift also also performed as a supporting act for Keith Urban's Escape Together World Tour in two thousand nine.
1: Keith Urban is great too, you know. I movie. like Keith Urban. Yeah, yeah Keith he's, Austra- he's yeah. Australian. He's Australian. I think he's, he's married, married stri- to um strip on the bobby. Oh he was married to um Tom Cruise's ex wife, um Nicole Kidman. Uh, Nicole Kidman. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right.
0: Yeah. Um wonder if Tom Cruise has a problem with that. No, I don't think so. I
1: mean I mean it's been a while, so I don't think, you know what else he's got to so What you're like?
0: saying is there's no bad blood. Oh, he did it! Gotcha! He did it again, <laughs> the boy did it again. Anyway, all right, two thousand nine. The music video for "You Belong with Me" was named Best Female Video at the MTV Video Music Awards. We have to talk about it. This is a big deal, right? So let's let's go back to two thousand nine. Taylor yeah. Swift wins Best Female Video at the MTV uh, Music Video Awards. MTV, uh, yeah, Video Music Awards. All right, oh. so one of the biggest like culturally significant moments especially in my day uh was what I'm about to talk about so her acceptance speech was interrupted by rapper Kanye West we all yep, remember that yep. um an incident became the subject of controversy uh and this is like pre like controversial Kanye West Kanye West was still like you know like a rapper like, that was still getting real popular at the time Hadn't really done well, I'll take that back. He there was the so Kanye is no like stranger to uh No,
1: come on <laughs> <now. a> controversy. <laughs> come I think the
0: first time that we were like, Whoa, Kanye, uh was there was like a um Hurricane uh Katrina um uh like telephone thing that they were doing. And he's up there with Oh yeah, because he, then he's uh, his Mike Myers of all it. people. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and he yeah, was yeah, like yeah, George yeah, Bush yeah. does not care about black people. Yeah. And everybody was like
1: Whoa. Whoa, all right. Like on my anyway. oh. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> So that happened a few years prior. Then he jumps up on stage, right? And he's like, uh and and you know, we all remember it very vividly. He's like, Taylor, yeah. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best music videos of all time.
1: Which that's are
0: he back the microphone, yeah. and poor Taylor Swift is just standing up there like, I don't know what just happened. Right. And these are, this is one of the things that I love when people are like, well, that was obviously staged. Like, no, 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 no. Please watch her reaction. That was not staged. Kanye, and especially with what we know about Kanye West now, Mm -hmm. that was 100% real. And she did not know how to react to that. And from what I have heard, like Beyonce even handled that thing very well. She was like appalled by that. She was so mad that Kanye West did that. She went up to Taylor Swift after that and like gave her a big hug and was like, I am so sorry you deserve that 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 award. And, uh, you know, so very, very sweet. I'm glad that 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 was not like the people didn't like, you know, yeah. uh, freak out. And and there was an uproar where people like, yeah, Beyonce should have had that. Like everybody was like, whoa, not OK. Right. Um. But anyway, so. That year, she won five American Music Awards, including Artist of the Year and Favorite Country Album. Uh, Billboard named her 2009's Artist of the Year. Uh, The album ranked number 99 on NPR's 2017 list of the 150 Greatest Albums Made by Women. Um, She won Video of the Year and Female Video of the Year for Love Story uh, at the 2009 CMT Music Awards, where she made a parody video. (laughs) I just watched this last night again, too. Uh, a, A parody video of the song with rapper uh t-pain called thug story um (laughs) and if you've never seen that it Uh, is hilarious please go watch it okay um so at the 52nd annual grammy award uh grammy awards fearless was named album of the year uh and also best country album and uh white horse won best country song and best female country vocal performance uh swift was the youngest artist to win album of the year at the 2009 Country Music Association Awards, Swift won Album of the Year for Fearless and was named Entertainer of the Year and the youngest person to win the honor. So she's doing all these things, and she's not only just winning things of the year, Album of the Year, whatever. She's she's the youngest person that's ever done that. Right. And it's amazing. Yeah. It is it is amazing. She's only like two years older than I am. So like to, to put myself in her position at that time, 2009, I would have been 17 years old. So, like, what if I would have been 17, 18, 19 years old, and you're, like, winning album of the year? You're not even 20 yet. Right. It's amazing. It is incredible. And she does that while writing the songs herself. Unbelievable. Yeah. Truly talented person. Um. Oh, this is fun, too. This is a great song. I just rediscovered a song the other day. So Swift was featured on John Mayer's single Half of My Heart. Have you ever heard that? I have not. Oh, it's a good song. Such a good one. Um. So yeah, John Mayer's single, Half of My Heart, uh, and then the Boys Like Girls single, Two is Better Than One, another great song, uh, the latter of which that she co-wrote with them. So uh, she co-wrote and recorded Best Days of Your Life uh, with Kelly Pickler um, and co-wrote two songs for the Hannah Montana, uh, the movie soundtrack, Um, You'll Always Find Your Way Back Home and Crazier. Uh, She contributed two songs to the Valentine's Day soundtrack, including the single Today Was a Fairy Tale, which was her first number one on the Canadian Hot 100 and peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, while shooting her video, de- her film debut, Valentine's Day, in October 2009, Swift uh, was dating co-star Taylor Lautner. Uh, in 2009, she made her... And for those of you who don't know, Taylor Lautner, Twilight, uh, you know, he's a werewolf, werewolf guy. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, in 2009, she made her television debut as a rebellious teenager. I remember this episode... Uh she was she had like black eyeliner and the whole the whole thing. Um as a rebellious teenager in a episode of CSI um just regular. it was a regular CSI Crime Scene Investigation. Uh she hosted and performed as the musical guest on Saturday Night Live, and she was the first host to write her own opening monologue. Wow. Amazing. Right. Great. Again, she's like 19 years old.
1: Yeah. It's it's not even old thing. enough to drink yet. She so, does everything by herself. Right? It's incredible. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk about albums Speak Now and Red, which is Ooh, one of your all right. favorite
0: All right, before we get into Speak Now and Red.
1: Yes.
0: Um, which this is this is where we're gonna kind of like cap our, you know, part one, because I feel like there's so much more we could get into after these albums. But we've already talked about her debut that blew up. We've already talked about Fearless, which was her like monumental. Breakout album for sure, right? But we're about to get into like where I feel she truly shined as not only uh, just an artist, but a crossover artist because it was these, it was these albums that she really, really crossed over into the pop radio, and everybody found a reason to love Taylor Swift. Mm. Definitely me. I think "Speak Now" and "Red." are two incredible albums. I absolutely love Red. I think it's one of the best albums that's ever been made, ever in the history of music. So, all that to say, we're about to get to my favorite era. If we're going to talk about the era's tour, this is Blake's (laughs) era, okay?
1: So, Blake's tour, yeah. Pay attention. Right. So, in August 2010, Swift released Mine, the lead single from her third studio album, "Speak Now," which is one of Blake's favorite albums, one of the best. Um, man. it entered the Hot 100 at number three. Wow. Yep. Uh Swift wrote the album alone, and she, she, she uh, there, There's another album she did yep. alone, and yep. co-produced every every track. "Speak Now" released on October 25th, 2010. They, they debuted a top. The Billboard 200 with the first week sales of one million copies. It became the fastest selling digital album by a female artist with two hundred seventy thousand dollars in a week. A yeah. week, Go on, uh, yeah. Arnie Swift, the in- entry of the twenty ten Guinness World Record. I what I wondered what her what her forty um um entries of, of Guinness World Record was, so that's just one of them. Yeah,
0: that's just one, and we'll have to look that up. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll follow up on that well, with the next that, episode. That's
1: just one of 48. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to so, go through all of them. Yes, yes. So, uh, Credit clips. appreciated Swift's grown-up perspectives. Uh, Rob Sheffield of Rolling Stone wrote quote, in, in a mere four years, the 20-year-old Nashville Firecracker <laughs> That's put her name on three dozen or so of the smartest songs released by anyone in pop, rock or country. The songs Mine Back to December, Mean, The Story of Us, Sparks Flies and Hours uh, were released as singles also uh, with the latter of to with the latter to reaching number 1. That would be Sparks Flies and Hours I think.
0: Yes. That sounds like yep. um Sparks Flies is, is such a great song, man. D- uh, again, just incredible songwriting. I love Back to December too. I just back I couldn't get enough of that song at the time. I would never change the station when it would pop. It was all
1: over the radio back then too. Yes. I never changed it. Back well, speaking of back to December. Back to December and Mean peaked at the top 10 in Canada. Uh she briefly dated actor Jake Gyllenhaal in 2010. So that's another one. There you go. Here's another one. Another one by Right? (laughs) Um, At the 54 annual Grammy Awards in 2012, Swift became, Swift won Best Country Song and Best Country Solo Performance for Mean, which she performed during the ceremony. Oh, I love that song. Swift won other awards for Speak Now, including songwriter artist of the year by the Nashville Songwriters Association 2010-2011, uh, woman of the year by Billboard on year 2011, and entertainer of the year by Academy of Country Music Awards 2011 and 2012, and the Country Music Association in 2011. At the American Music Awards of 2011. Jesus, she did a lot that year. Uh, I'm telling you, man. (laughs) Just
0: constant grind. Right. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so Swift won the artist of the year for and and favorite country album. Uh, Rolling Stones placed Speak Now at number 45 on its 2012 list of the 50 best female albums of all time. Writing, quotations. She might get played on the country sessions, uh, but she's one of the few genuine rock stars we've got these days with a with a flawless ear uh for what makes a song click. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah
0: and like I think uh, one thing I've noticed with her what they, they they said it best there, like she just know she's got an ear for what Um, for what makes a song click. One of the things that I've always admired about a lot of her songs is the chorus isn't just a chorus. It's not just a straightforward like four lines, you know, catchy sing-along thing. It's almost like there's like two or three choruses packed into some of those. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think of Sparks Fly and I think of um, Forever and Always when like those two songs in particular, they just, they demonstrate like her ability to take a chorus and make it more than just a chorus, like it's it's not like oh you casually sing along to it. It's like the song's over and you're like, "Good lord, I've got to listen to the entire song again because I right. need to feel what I just felt yeah. listening to that song because of how good it is." Um, so yeah, an incredibly talented, uh, flawless ear, like they said.
1: Nice. In August 2012, passionate. Swift released. I'm just
0: passionate, okay.
1: We are never, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sidebar. Is that the video where they were all at a party singing that? Cause I remember. Her, I think so. Her and her band members all dressed up in like costumes or whatever, and they paraded around like right. somebody's party. I think that's. I think that's yeah. The, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in August 2012, we released "We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together." Which flows beautifully. I mean, yeah, that's flows. Uh, the yes. lead single from her fourth studio album, "Red." Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. all right. So, it became her first number one in the U.S. and New Zealand, and reached the top slot of iTunes digital song chart fifty minutes after its release. What? Oh, good Lord, minutes. I
0: know. Fifty minutes. God. Not even a full hour. Crazy,
1: uh, earning her the fastest, yeah, the fastest single in digital history Guinness World Record. So that's two.
0: There's one. There's there's two of them. We know about two of them. Yeah, we
1: got forty <laughs> what forty seven more to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, other singles released from that album include Be- Begin Again, I Need Your Trouble, Twenty Two. I remember that one. Oh yeah. Everything has changed. The last time and the album title red
0: that is I'd say that's probably my favorite Taylor Swift song ever is red. ever really ever yeah okay. ever that is my favorite Taylor Swift song uh
1: let's see here including where am I again I think you were oh, they didn't even
0: talk about all too well all too well is another one that's on that's on that freaking album that was released as a as a single <laughs> I'm sorry I'm getting real passionate no, it no, here. no. Huh. and uh all too well is so good um and what i love is that there is now um so and we'll get into it in our in our second part but you know she has re-released um red and fearless um there and they're dubbed taylor's version so yes, yes, Taylor. along with the taylor's version of red there is a 10 minute version of the song all too well um that is incredible uh, that she added extra lyrics to um and then they filmed a music video that you can watch on YouTube. Um and it features uh the the um oh my gosh, I cannot think of her name. Um she's on Stranger Things, she's the redheaded girl um oh that God. Vecna had up in the air. I cannot remember her name. Anyway, she is she stars in the music video and it's really good. Um but I cannot believe that they left all too well out of the uh out of the the single list. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm a little. I'm a little fired up about that. I think they're doing her dirty. or
1: dirty. Did her dirty. Those three singles begin again. Twenty two in red reached the top. Uh, the top twenty in the U.S. Uh, U.S. alone. Uh, red was released on October twenty second, twenty twelve. On red, Swift worked with longtime collaborator, collaborator collaborators, Nathan Chapel Chapman <laughs> and Liz Rose as well as the new producers such as Max Martin and Shellback. Cool. Yeah. Um the album incorporated many pop and rock styles such as Heartland rock, dubstep and dance pop. Is that I, I mean would 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 that be safe to say?
0: I would say that. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. It okay. was it was the first time that I noticed that she was really really experimental. Yeah, so. um, with crossing over and really kind of leaving out the country stuff and was way more poppy, yeah. um, about as countries as I feel like it got was red. Yeah. Um, because there is a banjo that like, you know, starts at like picking part at the very beginning of it, but it very quickly turns into a just, you know, pop rock song, but you know slight elements. And that's kind of what I meant earlier about like, yes, yeah, she crossed over into pop radio but you can still hear hints of her, like, roots. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Randall Roberts of the LA Times and said Swift strives for something much more grand and accomplished with Red. Um, it debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 with the first week sales of 1.21 million copies, making Swift the first, two, first female to have 2 million selling albums openings. Um a Guinness World Records so that's three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yep. red You know about three of them. Yes. So Red was Swift's first number one album in the UK. Um the Red Tour ran from March 2013 to June 2014, and gross over $150 million, becoming the highest grossing country tour when it was completed. That's nice.
0: Yeah. So the album earned several accolades, including four nominations at the 56th uh, Annual Grammy Awards uh, in 2014. It's single, um, I Knew You Were Trouble, won Best Female Video at the 2013 Video uh, MTV Video Music Awards, which was not interrupted by Kanye West. Um, <laughs> I guess he learned his lesson. Swift <laughs> received American Music Awards for Best Female Country Artist in 2012 uh, and Artist of the Year in 2013. She received the Nashville Songwriters Association songers, uh, Songwriter slash Artist of the Year or Artist Award for the fifth and sixth consecutive years in 2013, 2012 and 2013. Excuse me. Swift was honored by the association uh, with the Pinnacle Award, making her the second recipient of the accolade after Garth Brooks. And that is where we will pick back up next week with our Taylor Swift Part 2 because there is still much more to come um, and I am so excited that we're finally doing this. We've talked about this for yeah. so long.
1: Yeah. And that's um, a big cliffhanger too.
0: Big cliffhanger. That's, why, that's how I like to do it, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, right. it's how you reel them in. It's, it's a yes
1: reel, reel them in and get all the listens. So. Right. We
0: got them hooked and now we're just yeah. like. Speaking you know,
1: of listening to this episode, thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share this with uh, everybody, including Lucy. And um, everybody. Speaking of her, my sister got it. Got 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 a uh a um. I forgot what poodle. The, poodle. A thank poodle? you. Yeah. I got me a rain. My sister got a poodle, and she is hilarious. Her name is, I think, is is um Dixie or something. I'm not sure. Okay. I'll give back to I love poodles, man.
0: Yeah. I got I got my other poodle, Hank. Hitting, Hank sitting right over here on the couch. So. Yes oodles of poodles around here oodles
1: of poodles i like that i love that so uh be sure to share be sure to to subscribe and leave us a rating and review on the apple podcast or wherever you prefer um you listen to this awesome episode and thank yeah. you very much
0: and if you'd like to follow us on our social media pages we are on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok all you have to do is just search for when words fail music speaks podcast
1: would you like to be interview- interviewed on the show? Reach out to us at James at com or Blake at com, or you can message us on any of the social sites mentioned before.
0: And if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch interviews, music video reactions, vinyl showcases, and much, much more. That's YouTube.com slash Speaks. Be sure to turn on the notifications bell so that you can be notified when new episodes, uh, when new ep- excuse me, when new videos are uploaded. And if you are watching this on YouTube right now, if you can give us a thumbs up, I'll love you forever.
1: Smash forever it forever like
0: and that. always. Yeah, did it again. That's even... did. It. Yes. yes, got another T Swift reference in there. Got
1: it. <laughs> so for all you links to find out more about us or to buy some more of our merchandise, visit our website if you don't mind. At whenworksformusicfeats.com,
0: our logo is created by One Up Graphics, and our theme song was created by Doc Brass. You can follow both of them on Instagram and Twitter. It's at One Up Graphics and at Doc D O K Brass. Uh, also, if you don't mind checking out my other podcast, it is called South Carolina Spook Show. Um, that is where I talk all about um, uh, ghost stories and true crime stories from the state of South Carolina. So, if you're into that. It's available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And thanks so much again to our sponsors for sponsoring our this episode of Bones Coffee and BetterHelp.com. Remember you use our discount code Music Speaks at checkout for ten percent off your order at BonesCoffee.com, and go to BetterHelp.com/slash/MusicSpeaks to get ten percent off your first mental therapy and to get matched with a therapist that's perfect for you.
0: That's right, and we do not own any of the music that we used in this episode, and no copyright infringement is intended. Uh, James, you got anything else?
1: Yes. If you go to Disney World, always go to um, shit well, ride the so, Tower of Terror. Tower or of you're going
0: to have a terrible time.
1: Ta- well, they don't tell them that. Cause they won't go <laughs> you heard on it. it. Here first. Cause they won't go on it. I, 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 anyway, no, you'll
0: have a terrible time if you don't go on
1: it. Yes. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Tower of Terror. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And always remember, in the motel,
0: music speaks. Music speaks now. I did it again. I like it. Number four. I'm I'm chock full of them. I'm gonna keep the T Swift references going. You guys don't even know what to do with them. So,
1: bye, guys.